Tonight on Verity Talk, we are going to talk about a bill that Gavin Newsom passed recently and how it is related to Chipotle. This is Jordan Reese with Verity Talk. Alrighty, before we get into our subject matter, uh, it is time for the weekly appreciation. And this one's a little bit broad, but I'm still going to say it. I appreciate family. Um, I have good family on my side and my wife's side. And um, the reason I appreciate family is because um, you should be able to. If you have a bad family, then this probably doesn't apply to you. But for me, good family, I mean, family is always going to be there for you. Uh, when you have friends, they can they have no reason to stay with you because you're not family to them. They have they go move away, they move on from you to another set of friends. But family is someone that you can um, depend on, always have a friend with in family. And excuse me. And uh, also, they're there for you for advice. Oh, man, I've sneezed it. Sorry. Um, they're there for when you need advice. They're there for you for parties. Like, family's just good to have. Um, they probably sometimes annoy you to max capacity and then pass that. But besides that part, all the other times, they're they're just awesome to have family. And... um. I'm actually going camping with family. So that's why this episode is going to be a little shorter than usual because I have to prepare for that. But uh, anyways, all right, we're just going to jump right in to the one and only thing I'm going to talk about tonight. As I said a second ago, um, I have to prepare for camping for this weekend. It's going to be fun. Going to relax and camp. Anyways, so... There, uh, apparently, there was a bill passed by Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom. Um, but the title of this article is California Passing New Minimum Wage Bill. Now Chipotle is testing a robotic chip maker. This is by the Daily Wire, written by Ben Zeisloft, September 27, 2022. Quote, Chipotle announced the rollout of an automated chip machine in Southern California on Tuesday. According to a press release, the company is testing Chippy, an anonymous kitchen assistant designed by Mizo Robotics at a restaurant in Fountain Valley, California, before the Mexican fast food giant considers a national implementation strategy. The device has already been tested in Chipotle's technology innovation facility. We are always exploring opportunities to enhance our employee and guest experience. Chipotle Chief Technology Officer Kurt Gamer said earlier this year, our goal is to drive efficiencies through collaborative robotics that will enable Chipotle's new uh, crew members to focus on other tasks in the restaurant. The company also revealed on Tuesday that select restaurants in California are testing a kitchen management system that will optimize ingredient use and cooking activities, a solution that will eliminate manual tasks for employees, according to, Gamer, to Gamer, while ultimately enable him to focus on an exceptional culinary and an outstanding guest experience. Chipotle's rollout of automation solutions occurs weeks after Governor Gavin Newsom 
uh, signed AB 257, legislation that creates a fast food council responsible for drafting sector-wide minimum standards on wages, working hours, and other working conditions, according to a summary of the bill. So it keeps going. Um, so let me say this scripture before I comment on it. Philippians 4.11, and there's a couple others, but couple of other ones, but I will read them in a moment. Philippians 4.11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith, therewith to be content. So, um, is it, as a Christian, should we support the minimum wage hike? Um, as a Christian, and you're working in the workforce, uh, there's no wrong in having a desire to have a raise or have benefits and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure people listening right now are working jobs. If not, then what are you doing with yourself? Just kidding. Um, but if you have a job, you know, if you're making, let's just say, for example, $10 an hour, you certainly want to make $12 an hour, $15 an hour, $20 an hour. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that desire. It's that the people that push, remember, if you live in California listening to this, remember the push for fight for 15? Now that it's coming or is already here in one sense, now where are those guys content? No. Now they're wanting more. So what's what's the spirit not the spirit but what's what's in those t- those people that think like that well the first scripture i want to say is philippians 4:11 which i already said but the last part of that says to be content be content because the people that i've seen on facebook that promoted the movement of fight for the 15 they're just angry they're just jealous of people who are have more money than them and that's why you see them fight for 15. And as soon as it comes, it's, well, now they go even higher. If you read a little bit down the article, um, I'll read one more part of it. It says, members of the Fast Food Council are permitted to raise minimum wages up to $22 per hour. $22 per hour. Representing an increase of over 40% from the fifteen fifty per hour minimum wage slated to take effect in 2023. Late last year, Chipotle boosted hourly wages to range between 11 per hour and 18 per hour. So it w- it'll never stop with them. So for example, let's just say it gets to 22. They're going to keep going and going. Now as a Christian, again, there's no nothing wrong with having the desire to have more. But there's a thing, there's two ideas in, in for from the Bible. Being content. So if you first start the start the job, you need the you need to learn the job. You need to know what you're doing. There's people who start the job, you know, one week into the job and they say, I need a raise. It's like, um, hold up. You need to learn the job and perform well. But you have to be content in whatever situation you're in. So if you start at the very bottom in a company as a Christian, like you're in the workforce, if you start at the very bottom, 
The devil likes to make you discontent. He'll make you speak bad about the boss. He'll make you complain unnecessarily. He'll make you uh, get that attitude to where you start uh, doing things to sabotage, you know, the job. Like, um, stuff of that manner. And the Bible says we have to be content. What does that mean? It means you're satisfied where you are right now. Now, as a Christian, you're not content in the sense of you're going to stay where you are for the rest of your life or your spiritual life too. It's like, no, that's not what I mean by content. What I mean by content is the idea for this content is where you are now, you know you're not going to be in the future. Like God has more for you. Some Christians, I'm a, I'm a preacher myself. Um, and I'm not saying that to flaunt it. I'm just saying that's part of, you know, that's my calling. I work a job, but I do preaching too. Um, but I, you have to learn this as a preacher. And if you're not a preacher listening to this, but you, oh my gosh, if you're not a preacher listening to this, you can still catch the lesson. But as a preacher, when you're just starting out, you have to learn to be content because you'll start to see other preachers either the same age as you or even younger or older, whatever it is. It's harder to see a preacher who's younger than you having getting all the experience as for preaching. Um, and just speaking, speaking real, real talk, very talk point of the show. Um, you know, uh, and when I was first starting out, I was so, I was so excited. I wanted to preach. I was ready to preach. Um, I didn't have a lot of experience, but I, just, I was just ready to. And it was very easy, which had happened multiple times with me, but it's very easy to look at other preachers and you're like, man, uh, he's the same age as me, same, same this, same that, but man, he's getting all his opportunity. He's getting calls from different pastors to preach. And man, why am I not getting this, you know? And I had to learn early on and even now trying to, you know, put my flesh down. But the idea is be content because God is going to open doors for you. So that be encouragement that God's going to open doors for you. Where you are now, it's not going to be like that forever. So as a Christian, you can be content and just believe God for more and he will the other type of content or I'm sorry the attitude that people have in in California trying to fight for the 15 are just angry all the time they don't know that they don't have that type of hope that we have they don't have that joy that we have that we know I know I'm only making 12 but I believe God's gonna increase me more which the Bible talks about increase throughout so many areas. Um, a second thing is about that attitude of fight for the 15, fight for 22. My goodness. For working at a restaurant. Anyways, if, you're going to, if you work at a restaurant, I'm not downing you or demeaning your job. But working in a restaurant is not worth $30 an hour, $22 an hour. I worked in a restaurant before. So anyways, um, 
so another thing about those people that fight for the 15, those people that said that, and then the ones, I guess, right now fighting for 22, um, is they're not humble. They automatically think, and you've probably heard talks about livable wage, but you probably heard them talk like, or at least they have that attitude of they deserve it. Like, I'm in this situation, so I deserve for you, force, force you to pay me this wage and probably even more. That's not how, that's not the attitude of the Christian. It's not. First Peter 5, 6 through 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares, careth for you. So, nothing look more looks more disgusting than pride or entitlement. It just it just looks ugly. You probably, if you're listening, you've probably seen it before. Where I deserve this. It's like why you deserve this? Just because I do. Or they say because I do this, this, and this, and it's not even a lot. <laughs> Like, take out the trash. I deserve $22 an hour because I took out the trash. It's like, no. <laughs> uh, that's like $5 an hour. Um, but that attitude is not good. I think there's a scripture that says God resists the proud. And so it's like Christians need to be humble. They need to thank God for where they are now. And and show him how much we are, pre, you, you know, as a Christian, you should be thanking God for giving you the position you have now and showing him how much you're thankful by doing a good job where you are. There's another scripture that says that we're, we do things unto the Lord. You might say, I'm not I'm not doing the Lord's work. I'm working a job right now. It doesn't mean you can't glorify him in your work by doing good in your job. Learning your job and doing better, figure out, figuring out different ways to do things better, increasing where you are. Like um you you have to show God you're thankful because He got you to where you are now. You might say, Oh, I'm only working part time or if you're in the church, oh, I'm only, um, I just clean the church, or oh, I'm just doing this. Oh, I just work in the information section of the church. If you think like that, then you're not going to go anywhere, with God at least. You have to be thankful for what He's given you. He who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. So that's the second thought. I have a third thought, but before I get to that, let me finish on this one. Be humble about where you are. Be content. Be humble. Because, again, when you humble yourself, God will exalt you. How how do I be humble? How am I supposed to be humble? Well, first of all, again, you thank God for giving you what you got now, where you are now. But 
it can't be just toward God. Um, we like to just say, oh, I'll be humble before God, but then my boss, I'm going to talk uh, me. <laughs> That's not how it works. If you are, um, excuse me, um, how do we know if you're humble before God? You do it to others. How do we know you're humble before God? You show it to others. So people, you know, it's like the Christians that say, oh, I'm, I love God, I'm so on fire. And then they don't really show it in their life. It's like, are you being truthful? Because it doesn't look like it. So you can't say, I'll be humble and do it unto the Lord. Because, and then treat your co-employees or your boss bad. No, that's not how it works. Arguably, treating your coworkers and your boss with with respect and and love towards them and doing what you're told shows that you are humble before God and thankful for um, what He's done for you. And um, humbled, humbled means made low, abased rendered meek and submissive penitent so submissive when you're at your work are you submissive to your boss or do you fight tooth and nail everything that he or she tells you to do or complain about them constantly and you might say oh are you mr perfect no i i've i have done that too where i'm just mad at the boss or i just don't want to do something or whatever yeah it slips but we have to watch your mouths and just be humble and do it unto the Lord. The way you talk to your boss, would you talk that way to God? I'll leave it at that and let you think about that. So the last thought I'm going to share um, it, about that article is Galatians 6, 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So, this scripture is really encouraging because, again, either at your job or, you know, at the church, you feel like, oh, man, I've been doing this for a long time and I don't see any recognition or I'm not going anywhere. Okay. That's where the enemy wants to get you. Once he gets to that point, uh, he's got you. He's got you on grounds where you're going to maybe quit. You haven't quit yet. Or you're thinking about it, and that's where the arena the devil likes to work in. When you're all encouraged and ready to work, he can't get you there. But when you're discouraged, wondering if something new is going to come your way, that's where he likes to work. So that's why Paul said, don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Due season. I love those two words, due season. It means that God has something prepared and it's going to take place at a certain time. Due season, which means that season is due unto you. So you might be working somewhere for a long time at the church or at the job or, or something I haven't mentioned yet. If you're working, you feel like nothing's appreciated. God sees it and that season of promotion 
that next season of more good coming, that season is due to you. And it has to take place. It has to. Sorry, I'm getting a little preachy. But forgive me because I'm a preacher. It just comes out sometimes. But um, so I, I'll leave you guys with that. Philippians 4.11, 1 Peter 5.6-7, and Galatians 6.9. Um, so don't, don't be like the world. Again, let me, let me emphasize this one more time. If you have the desire to want more, that's not bad. It's, it's how we, you react with that desire. Where you're not humble, you're entitled, you're angry, or you're sad because you want more but you're not content. Don't get into that because it's not, it's not a good feeling. It's not, you're not going to be, have joy, the joy of the Lord you're supposed to have. You're just going to be just mad all the time or upset or not happy. And just get those scriptures in you because those will definitely encourage you like they've encouraged me for sure. And um, you might say, man, this company shouldn't be doing machines. They should be uh, hiring people. Well, let me tell you something as a Christian. Have you been in a service where the pastor demanded that you give money or they had five offerings in one service? Did you like that feeling? No. So these employers who are being for like uh, having people come up to them and tell them, you have to raise your minimum wage. You have to raise it to this. Of course, they're going to react. They're going to say, um, you know what? Fine. We're just going to make a machine and replace it with a person. That way we don't have to do that or to cut costs. Yeah, Walmart w- uh, started doing that. It wasn't that popular. I think they started with one or two machines self-checkout. And um, now there's a lot in each Walmart. They, those replaced people or cashiers. And I think there's like one or two that will man the machines that they go wrong. But, you know, 10 machines, that's 10 people they replaced for machines and now they just have two people running them so um the giving giving has to be from the heart so you can't compel giving otherwise it's not giving because you're forcing it giving is voluntary so in my personal opinion as a christian if you leave people alone and not force them to give they will feel more free to give. So when I see legislation in California or from the federal government forcing, like, oh, forcing businesses to do this, forcing people to do that. Well, you could do that, but you're going to have a reaction. But if you leave people alone, let's just talk about money, for example, for right now. If you leave people alone, you see more giving, but when you see people being forced, they're not as giving. So that's just my personal opinion on that. But anyways, that's the only thing I'm going to talk about tonight, because like I said, I is going camping. Camping is so much fun if you've ever done it. So you already know what I'm talking about if you have been camping. But anyways, I will see you or um, the next thing that's going to take place is Friday. 
Epignosis with Jean Feldhaus. I'm excited to see um, or listen to what he's going to talk about. I, I think I told it, told this to him before, but I feel smarter every time listening to his podcast. Um, but anyways, give it a listen on Friday night, and um, it's going to be good. And I'll see you personally on the next episode of Rightly Divide on Sunday. God bless you. Have a good night. Thank you.